You're listening to Ink Studs on CITR 101.9 FM. My guest today is Blaise Larmé. Uh, his most recent book of sorts... I, I, I feel weird just summing it down like your book because it doesn't really um, elaborate on who you are. Uh, Young Lions, which came out 2010, last year? Yeah, April. April. There we go. Just over a year ago. Uh, as well as uh, a selection of mini-comics, um, Yoko Ono in a Hot Day. Um, what else did I have from you? I've got that uh, that weird poster comic I think hmm. you sent me. Yeah. I don't... Is there any particular name for it? Just no, you know, comic? I mean, I forgot about that, really. <laughs> uh... Kitty Holmes Death Row, uh, Comics Youth Number One, and I couldn't find the bigger comic you did, so the name is escaping me. What did I send you? Was it the, like me? The no, magazine size one, the color one. Oh right, yeah. Uh, it's called Untitled, I think. Okay, well there we go. Good thing I didn't know the title. Uh, which is a very pretty book. Um, it's a shame I couldn't find it in my stuff because it's actually one mm -hmm. of my favorite things you did. As well as 2001, your current ongoing webcomic. Uh, yeah. And Comics Comics, or Comets Comets, um, the blog you do with Jason Overby and Austin English. Anything else I'm forgetting? Um, well, I mean, I have some other stuff just. Oh, and Gay's Books. Yeah, yeah. You're a publisher. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, nothing big, no big deal. Um, I mean, and all my own stuff, pretty much, I've self-published, so I could say I'm a publisher in yeah. that regard, too. But it's a little different when you take on someone else's work, and yeah. I think there's a little more... Um, you're accountable when you when you publish someone's work, mm -hmm. or with yourself. Mm -hmm. you can You can just put it out there... You can do what you want with it, but when you're taking on someone else's work, you're kind of accountable to that creator where you have to do something with it. Instead of just going, yeah. here's your book, do what you want with it. I was lucky with Aiden in that she's just, like, really nice about it. Mm-hmm. Like, can't say how, just being... I don't know, I've always just, like, felt anxiety and stress and, like, I'm doing a bad job, but she's just like, oh, it's cool. <laughs> Well, it's a very pretty book. You guys did a good job on putting it together. Um, just for listeners, the book is called The Whale, which also came out last year. Near the end of the year. Yeah, November. There you go. Um, and you're also young. Yes. Right? Yes, I think that's a big part of my... <laughs> <laughs> I like to stress that. Well, I feel old sometimes, so I like to remind people that they're young. You're what, 26? Is it 27? Yeah. 26? Jeez. Um, so a lot of uh, a lot of stuff coming out for for a young guy. Um, mm -hmm. When would you say you creatively started making comics? Mm. Well, you know, it's funny. I mean, say like the the publications you referred to, I don't feel connected to them anymore. So I mean, it's hard. Like I feel like maybe some people would draw a line where like their first mature work happened in the previous before that line is sort of their foundational kind of um, coming to that work but mm -hmm. for me uh, really it's just stuff like I don't even really feel connected to young lions in a way that maybe I did when I was working on it like, really, right now, I feel 2001 is my first mature work. Like, that's when I first, uh, things kind of came together, I'd say. What is it, the difference between the two? Is it just working out the kinks? Is it, is this kind of... I think of part of it maybe is the youth thing. I think maybe that's why I like that kind of descriptor, because it gives me some sort of, um... It allows, like, flexibility for me to change. Like, mm -hmm. I think, like, in cartooning, there's a sort of, or at least in comics culture, you kind of have a certain thing you do. Like, 
you get your style. You build your style, and then that's kind of your stamp that you put on everything. And for me, I don't. I'm really wary of building that stamp. Um, but I mean, partly maybe I, I can't. You know, it's just not in me. Uh, but I, I, I want to. Do you think that? Mm -hmm. Sorry to interrupt, but. It, um, no, do you think that's kind of a reflection of the the modern idea of um, creators, especially on creators, their first books ended up being like, mm -hmm. other than yeah. mini comics, being big <laughs> graphic novels. Where in the past we could talk about Dan Klaus having formative work, Chris mm -hmm. Ware mm -hmm. having very formative work. Um, I could list tons. You know, Art Spiegelman doing gag strips in underground comics well before he started his more serious work. Um. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is different. Uh, you know, I don't know much about comics history, but I imagine, like, kind of a conversation about authenticity goes with that, like, you know, someone coming out with a graphic novel and they're a young person, and it's, uh, it's sort of like, well, where did this person come from? Where's the sort of the legwork they put into, you know, toiling away on... Uh, you know, I don't know what it would be. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, their own kind of obscure publication that they put out. Yeah. You know, like if you don't do many comics and then build it into a graphic novel, it's possibly questionable or something. Although I think probably that that's changed. What do you mean by questionable? I mean. Uh, do you mean like um, mm -hmm. not as genuine or? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I don't feel this way, but I, I, I mean, maybe I'm imagining it, but maybe that's how it's perceived. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, is, it is an interesting kind of dialectic, maybe for lack mm -hmm. of a better term, where, where you're kind of seeing how people... It, it's very sudden where these people are putting out these large works. Mm -hmm. And... Mm -hmm. um, a lot of folks like were not entirely sure where they are going with their cartoony career, and like um, mm. Anders Nilsson, I think might be a good example of that, where he's kind of building up to his big work, mm -hmm. and you can see that progress in him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also I guess like comics coming from like fan culture, where it's sort of episodic and serialized, and like. If you're a real fan of someone, you've been following them, like. Yeah. But then, if it's just like a sudden thing, then it's more. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a different, different culture, I guess. Well, I kind of want to know a bit about your your background in your interest in comics, because I mean, mm -hmm. uh, looking at your work and reading your work and reading your writing, it, it's coming from kind of a post art school aesthetic. But I want to know, is there geek in I you? I didn't go to art school, just so you know. Okay. I mean, but it's still, it's still an aesthetic where it's um, looking at the work through a different lens? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, I was thinking, I was predicting that your first question would be, how did you get into, first get into comics? Because I've listened <laughs> to your show and... Well, yeah. <laughs> so, I, so I had an answer all like prepared and everything. Okay. But um, well, I guess you're really asking a different question, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of I want to know how do I put this right without asking the 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 traditional question? Because I I yeah, I guess I want to know where your view in comics is coming from where that background mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And I kind of yeah. want to dissect that a little. Well, I mean, I think, you know, I think that's that's what a lot of my work is about, sort of. I mean, like, over the past couple of months I've been saying that, well, I've just been questioning my, I don't know, just the comic, like, the context of comics. Like, I feel like it leads to a really specific reading of, mm. of what I put out that really I want I want a different reading, you know, or I want more than that reading. Um, like, 
like there's something about like when a work comes out uh, and it seems new or something it, there's like uh, this kind of anxiety I feel where it, you have to compare it to other comics that have come before and I, I think maybe it's still from that fan culture where it's kind of consumer based where it's like comics is like a lot of like objects that you've accumulated and a lot of culture and history and and you kind of want to relate everything that comes your way that's comics into that history and kind of where I guess for me I want I, I really I think a lot of my anxiety and the tension that comes across I think in the stuff I put out is um, wanting to w w make comics but either maybe create a new history or just somehow yeah and also like the past couple months <laughs> I mean yeah I think that, yeah I don't know it's okay I mean, yeah well past couple months I like I haven't really been drawing and and I feel okay about it but I I mean it's a little too bad because I want 2001 to continue and it's been a little difficult but I I also thought that I mean it occurred to me that I mean not drawing is a way of kind of setting up the work in a context where it can't be read in that kind of comics context as easily. Like, it really demands... Or, you know, a lot of the language that you might use, you find you can't use mm -hmm. if there's no drawings. But then I guess the other, you know, the, the other side to that is that there's then just no reading. That's, that's a possibility. I mean, I, I think Young Lions was really just like, hey, look at me, uh, I have something to say, and, you know, in, like, you know, you, you can read me. Yeah. And then after that, I kind of, and before that, really, too, I think it was kind of then more... Was it kind of working on keeping a balance between written and visual language like I kind of feel like you're stepping a bit away from that from having that complete connection between the written word and the um, because looking at 2001 it's very you know mm -hmm. for lack of a better term spacious um, mm -hmm. but it's also you're kind of the words kind of have their own function while the figures have have a function too like there's a lot of play there uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I love 2001. Um, <laughs> I know, that's just like, when, like, listening to you talk about it, I just, like, think about, thought about looking at it. Or I was just looking at it in my mind, and, like, that was kind of my reaction. I don't know. I, I mean, uh, no, I mean, ugh, it's, I mean, 2001, it's, I don't know, it's really hard. I mean, 2001's really, like, one of the things with it is that it's, like, all of my kind of anxiety about uh, being an author and like, uh, all these, like, you know, kind of commentaries I might have about stuff, like, that come out in this interview, say, or something, like, it's all kind of, it doesn't concern that space. Like, okay. it concerns it, like, on this level where, you know, me talking about it, but not when you're actually reading it. Like, I don't have these kind of thoughts about comics while I'm making it. So you're kind of like separated from from the person and just have it work independently with itself. Or just not, I mean, at least that aspect of my person that's really like gets caught up in 
this whole like jumble of words and like ideas and like whereas like with young lions like I'd be like oh that's like this character I, I, I don't know this like theme is happening or something and then one of the characters I just have say you know this this thing is happening or something like I wouldn't be like I wouldn't like all my sort of like rambling like thoughts would just kind of I don't know. I'm rambling. <laughs> it's all right. Um, what is it about comics then? Like, because it seems to me it's less about wanting to make comics as much as it is having a creative extension. But it seems an uneasy creative extension. Um, like, not completely comfortable. Just from 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 just our discussions here. Like, I get a feeling like. It's it's a need to create, and comics are the medium that you're using to create. Yeah, yeah, and I wonder about that too. I mean, I mean, I think like I don't know. I think the the danger in my work is that it kind of gets to be just kind of about comics, which is really you know it's kind of ironic, but it's it's like I think any like maybe medium specific kind of approach to creating is just you kind of end up at the end of that medium at the edge of it or in the middle or something but I mean it's, it's just kind of about that medium I mean and then also I, back to your previous question to answer it I think that even like the idea like the idea of words and pictures and like a tension between that, even that maybe is like sort of like a comics reading that you know that I'm trying to. I mean, like you know, think about like that book, uh, drawing drawing words, writing pictures. I mean, that's you know, it's a very um, established kind of uh, close reading, you know, uh, like parameters. Yeah, and and engage critically with a, a serious work, you know. And and it's like from my point of view, I still have a lot of challenges with the statement of comics or words and pictures. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a limiting mm-hmm. term because I feel mm-hmm. like comics are pictures, comics are words. You could do a comic that is all words that doesn't rely on pictures. You can do a comic that's all pictures doesn't rely on words. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. you know. All you gotta yeah. do is look at David Lasky's Raven comic. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's all words. It's it's the Raven mm-hmm. by Edgar Allan Poe, but it's the place for the words and how he utilizes that. It's very like kind of post concrete poetry. Mm-hmm. I, I remember last year, um, I I felt that like I, I wanted to define comics like from a creator's perspective of like creation. And, and maybe for me that was a way of avoiding the sort of the reading end of it, where it was... And, and, and I think I got this idea from, I think first from Austin English, like reading his interviews and writings online. Mm-hmm. And, and then I think that was sort of bolstered at some point uh, by Frank Santoro and CF in their writings and interviews. Um, where the focus is on the creation of it and what what that is, and whereas I yeah I guess traditionally, well I mean I mean even in comics history, to me I guess I mean I I, I guess the newspaper artists were big celebrities and stuff in their day. Yeah. But I guess like I mean I got into comics through superhero comics and. There seems to be a lot of anonymity, or like barely, kind of, you know, not not a lot of individual, you know, authorship kind of going on. Where it's, you know, the the creation aspect of that could get, um, or was, I think, you know, kind of almost invisible. Yeah, it's it's very depend depends. I mean, someone like a uh, Alan Moore. The, or Grant Morrison, there's a, you know, authorship that's very obvious, very blunt, mm-hmm. and very important to the work. Um, 
but then the rest of it just kind of takes those ideas that they introduce and mm-hmm. mashes it <laughs> and then kind of takes out the soul I, I think I'd say even with Alan Moore that or any kind of person making characters other than themselves in comics there's a tendency where the characters become the real object of focus and can transcend their creators by becoming movies, you know, maybe against their creators' wishes or yeah. being translated into different mediums where then the original author of it becomes less uh, a focus. And I was thinking recently that maybe the the autobio people became so big. I mean they're I mean I mean, from my limited knowledge of comics history, I think I mean, that, that was the first thing that I saw or see as getting a lot of where, where the author really became uh, known for their work was maybe possibly because they were making characters of themselves. And then that character could... Well, maybe this theory doesn't hold together because in most cases... Uh, there, there, are, there are examples in and ways that you've seen uh, people become characters of their mm-hmm. creation, like Joe Matt right. is a pretty obvious example who who's created this comic character, which in turn people think is him, mm-hmm. and it's a reflection of who he is. I don't know if that's where you're going with what you're saying. Yeah, well, just I think um, when people read comics, they're... they're they're more taken to characters, yeah. I would say, at least from the history that I know. And I guess probably, like, mainstream European history, too. Like, it's the character that's really the thing. And then if you're able to create some limited success with your own character, then you become the thing. Yeah. I mean, people don't talk about 8-Ball or whatever. They talk about Don Claus. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, or, you know, whatever... Yeah. You know. <laughs> Do you feel like your own work, um, because in some ways it sounds like you're in a continuously transitionary status almost. Right, um, yeah. Do you feel like it's not quite reflecting you, or do you think it reflects a certain part of you at a certain time that may not exist anymore? Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, it's weird, because, like, right now, and this is always the case, I think. Uh, whatever work I'm working on, I feel is like I can never imagine not liking that. Like, I mean, but then eventually, like I, just from experience, like I predict that at some point I'll feel 2001 was made by someone else, and I can't relate to who that person was, and it doesn't really represent me anymore. Mm-hmm. Even though right now it's like, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. It's like the, the main thing I'd want someone to see. Now you've been talking a lot about kind of anxieties within work. Um, mm-hmm. Is that always been kind of a hindrance tool within your creative process is like yeah it's just like it's something that's there that uh, you know it's there regardless of whether I want it or not I mean I think is the is is the anxiety living up to expectation uh, or is it like your own personal expectations of what you'll create or kind of Hmm. how you expect people to respond to it like, I guess it's a balance, is it? Are you working in a vacuum, or are you working in a bubble mm. that people can look into? Wait, wait, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> like, with, with thing like, um, I've known some folks who, who like, they, they have an anxiety about their creation, about the work they're creating, mm-hmm. um because they have a real challenge making it or mm-hmm. while they're making it there's a lot of stuff that comes up doing it mm-hmm. like I think Al Columbia is a good example of that where it's not sure. he's not an immediate cartoonist you know he's he's making these comics but he's going to stop for a while because it's too much um, and then he'll get back to it 
where... Yeah, well, for me, it's like kind of like it never stops, and that's sort of its own sort of um, weird thing. Like, I... Yeah, like... Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... I never feel free. Like I'm... Like I'm... Like I'm on time off, kind of. I mean, yeah. but... And and then on the other hand, I always feel free. Um, but... Yeah, I, I think... Uh, I... I don't know. I mean... I mean, well... As far as the bubble thing goes, I could say, like, I mean, I have, like, um, it's really, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, I'll, I mean, okay, I mean, I guess, I mean, when I create something, like, say, like, whatever, like something, like I'll put it online or something, I'll make it online, and I guess I'm really, you know, there's like a few people, you know, friends that I want them to look at it, you know, mm -hmm. other than, I mean, I guess when it comes to a broad viewership, I really... I mean, the only thing I think about in that is sort of, uh, it's like, it's more of an economic or like a financial relationship. Like, will, will a book sell or something? Like, and, or will an action lead to book selling or something? For the most part, like, in terms of, yeah, I guess the actual, it's like friends and imagined sort of images of readers that mm -hmm. I have. Like, not actual readers, but... People you imagine to be your readers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or even maybe... Like, in 2001, even maybe, the, like, the characters themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Why the title 2001? Oh, um, well... You know, there's this, you know, that movie? Yeah. That, um, and that was, like, made in, like, I don't know, 1984 or something? And it's, um, it's about the future in this very, you know, in, like, a futuristic way. Um, and, I mean... And I guess the comic is really about, I mean, it, it takes place in, like, a virtual environment. Um, I mean, in a literal sense, in that it's, you know, it's online as a comic, but also, like, it's trying to, like, I mean, the way it's drawn, like, on the computer, like, the background and everything, and the characters, and the way it's all composited is trying to uh, suggest the sort of virtual world in, in like, a kind of, like, An when vir like, when Virtua Boy came out, like, our idea of what a virtual world could be back then, you know? Do you remember that, Virtua Boy? No. That was, like, a, a Nintendo product that was short-lived, but it was these glasses you'd wear, and, uh, there was, like, limited, I don't know, kind of, like, red LED kind of, uh imagery that could oh, be displayed okay. on it. And the commercials for it showed someone sort of in like a completely immersive, I don't know if virtual is the right word, but I mean, there might be something more specific. Oh, like virtual reality kind of world. Yeah. Where you could completely interact like in a simulated environment, uh, maybe with other people. Like I read a book when I was a kid where it was kind of like some kids got trapped in a game or something, a virtual reality game, and, you know, I don't know, so, it, it, I mean, th I mean, there was this idea of a virtual environment that came, basically now it's just located in the past, because it's not, 
It's not a concern anymore. It was something at yeah. the time where people were like, oh, virtual reality, I'm going to have these glasses on, and right. yeah. I'm going to be it, in Tokyo. Right, and it was like, and it's going to happen in like just a few years. Like, we're just waiting for it. Yeah. But, um, but I still, uh, well, yeah, I don't know. It's the aesthetics of that, which is, again, like something from the past kind of showing the future that didn't happen. I mean... I can't help but think that 2001, you would have been, what, 16? And so I'm curious mm. how you, when you were 16, mm. um, because, I mean, we, we're, there's some generational difference there where you would have mm. probably been online at that point, right? Um, As a probably. teenager? And, like, how you were responding to those things. Was that a factor within your teenage um. years? Yeah, 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 and it was also, <laughs> it was like, um, it was that same sort of thing where it was like a new thing, like when I was, when I was like 13, we got like, my family got a computer with the internet, and I mean, still, I mean, yeah, it all, it, like, I think everyone, I mean, still, it, it's this perpetual feeling of like, in beta, sort of, Yeah. You know? now it's like being fetishized, like, and like, promoted as like a, a business plan or something but it, it always felt like 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 using like typing in a AOL instant messenger was like like it was immediately like fetishistic like oh this is this language that I use and you know it was like forced and unnatural and and that was cool or it was uh, it was like I don't know. There's and my memories of that time is just, it's just really bare. Yeah. Like, I have n barely any memories of being on the internet, really. Like, from that time. Mm -hmm. um, when did you start really wanting to creatively create? Oh, wait, can I go back to the 2001? Because I feel like yeah. I didn't answer that question. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, sorry. I just, I just realized when I'm like I really derailed long. you. <laughs> um, well, I feel like 2001 is like potentially, well, it's really, it's all potential, <laughs> mm. which is kind of dangerous, like, but um, yeah, and I feel like it's kind of about this moment that is like, I don't know, I got into this artist who was into this idea of the the near future and the, the recent past and this kind of potential um, like that can that comes through like thinking and planning and and then how that can translate into like actual like change or or just well into reality and then and I feel like that's what comics is uh, or, or that's, I mean, possibly, like, one of its greatest strengths is that it's, it's able to show, um, it's able to, like, give a plan or, like, to record sort of an alternate occurrence. And through a really personal way, if you do that through drawing. I mean, like, it's like, what could, like, like that comic, what if, yeah. sort of. It's like any sort of potential narrative path could be explored. Um, and, 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 it's, and it's kind of just like this, like, wh when you're making a comic, at least my, like, image of what it's like making a comic that's like barely there anymore but it's just like you know the the drawing uh, it's like no I just lost that image sorry it's okay um with 2001 I mean I, mm -hmm. I get the feeling it's kind of going back to that virtual idea yeah. Because of how it's displayed, it's a full bleed, full right across your screen, mm -hmm. on in whatever 
browser you're using. Um, and I feel like that's the way you're supposed to read it. It's not a print comic. It will never be a print comic. If it is a print comic, it'll be a ridiculously black print comic. <laughs> <laughs> um, which will make the, the printing a little bit of a challenge. Uh, but I feel like that's how it's supposed to be read, is this, you know, sorry Scott McCloud, but infinite canvas in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really, I mean, I don't see why this isn't just the standard format. I mean, for any comic. I mean, I don't know what the, the borders on the side, what the point of that is. I mean, I mean, it, I mean, it's all, it's all fine, and I don't care. It's just, <laughs> it, it, it just seemed logical to me. It was like a, a design choice that I felt was, I, I mean, I was surprised when it sort of, when, when that became, uh, just that that was, like, commented on at all. Yeah. Well, it's there's some other folks doing that. Like, I think that was a big success with uh, Jordan Crane's "What Things Do," mm-hmm. was was play was kind of expanding that, like using your widescreen to really be able to show these full comics. Yeah, it also translates across like you know various devices pretty well. I think because of that. Yeah, I haven't looked at your comic in a in anything but a computer. Hmm. Maybe yeah. I should. Well, it, I mean, it's the same thing. <laughs> but there's something interesting about that, too, the fact that you you will engage it in a different way when it's on a little, like, say, mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, this is a little bit of a thing, or whatever, going off on something, but... I mean, I could see how just, I mean, like, partly it's difficult for me to talk about it, because I just see these characters sort of um, against this backdrop, sort of, I mean, or in this world or whatever, but it's not, it's hard for me to, I mean, it feels so impersonal or something, like, like, like if you like it'd be a, if you like took a photo or something of your kids or something and showed it to them and they were like you know commented on like the you know the the make of the camera that you used to take it or something was mm-hmm. there and it, you know i mean not that it you know i'm not hurt in any way or anything like um but i could see like how like a culture of readers of comics would be a really good thing where they could, I mean, I, sometimes I feel like part of my, like, thing that I do is, like, I try to, like, fabricate everything, like, that I want and, like, the potential, like, and, like, something, like, some ideal kind of culture of mm-hmm. comics or something. Like, I think making, like, gay's books was, like, and, like, having the, the criticism blog and... Um, I don't know, maybe that's, well, oh yeah, and like fabricating like, like a year ago for like, I don't know how long, but I like made like other online people that I never really did anything with, but it was like online characters that could like, that together all these like sort of disparate kind of elements could like simulate some sort of, like, ideal kind of, yeah, like, alternative to comics culture as it exists today. You mean, like, a a different way of engaging with it? Yeah, like, you could simulate, like, like someone could make a a comic, and then you could, like, and that, that would be, like, how, that would be, like, an example of, like, what it could mean to make a comic, and then someone could read that comic, and that would be, like, how they read that, and would be, um, you know, I guess just the the entire performance of 
creating, reading, publishing, um, theorizing. Well, I think that goes back to something you were saying earlier, uh, talking about the personality being linked to the work, or person being linked to the work. Where in comics it's very obvious. I mean, there's a name to the comic. Where in other art forms, and especially saying pre-internet age, you would have a lot more of that anonymity, and someone would be able to do these mm -hmm. different types of things creatively without it all being exactly linked to the exact same person. Um, you know, I can think of a lot of musicians that would do like different types of experimental work and ha release. You know, like someone like Genesis Pure would release all these things that are different names, but mm -hmm. it's all him, but it's all different facets of his creativity. Right. I mean, I think um, that's like its own. Like, I, yeah. I mean, I've been attracted to that. Um, like at first, I was attracted to that. Like Fort Thunder sort of um, did a lot of that sort of thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I was attracted to that in like a kind of like kind of like oh that's authentic because it's like it's like the death of the author or something it's like the work could you know they're 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 kind of like putting their own self made kind of you know their brand they're kind of um, they're putting it below the the work itself yeah or they're, or they're actually completely just disintegrating it but then recently I've come to sort of see that, at least the way it is now with the internet at all, as sort of like like a strategic kind of way of um, like assuming sort of this guise of anonymity, which is all-encompassing. Like, if I think of, um, like, say, like, like, okay, here's a good example. Um, like a recent, um, like, I, like, uh, like, there's someone on the on the internet that contacted me who gave. Well, uh, well, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just spit it out. It's yeah. okay. Um, well, he like gave me the music that uh, is being used for this or whatever. Okay. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't think he wanted that, me to say that, whatever, but, um, because I, like, and he's had, like, some presence online, and he's still anonymous, and it's, like, really a remarkable kind of, well, to me at least, kind of project that he's doing, where, like, I'm able to witness one aspect of it, which is his interactions with me and, um, and his public kind of, uh, at least what I can see of his public web presence. But because I like experimented with like anonymity a year ago, like it's assumed that he's a character that I made up. Mm -hmm. So and and then I think of like Facebook, um, Mark Zuckerberg, he's like this invisible kind of behind the scenes kind of guy and his work really does take precedence. But, you know, and, and, and the work is, you know, millions of people that are using the thing, uh, millions of users, and and it's kind of like he's the unseen kind of representative of all of them. Like you don't actually see his name on anything. I mean, like I mean, when you open up Facebook, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't show a hierarchy where he's on top. You know, it's I think it's very much he's that anonymous Facebook profile picture, mm -hmm. but he's able to speak for everyone who uses that, or... Attempts to. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, it, even that today uh, seems really, um, like, authored, if you're doing anonymous stuff. Yeah. Or, or it seems, especially after Fort Thunder kind of became popularized in the way it has it's it, like I would view any kind of current anonymous thing as sort of a strategic thing but maybe I'm cynical it depends because at a certain point how is it strategic if no one knows who you are 
And yeah, no but eventually care. everyone does. I think. Yeah. I mean, I think you. I think almost everyone has been on mask, but tried to be masked. So <laughs> <laughs> Hear that, Bruce Wayne? <laughs> I think. Uh, um, the BJ. It's the, also the mystery of it, and yeah. the image of it. I mean, that's why I really liked um, CF. Was he had this image? I mean, I'm attracted to images more so than the actual reality of things, which is partly why I never want to stick to one sort of state, because I feel like I'll kind of form into that uh, state that I'm in, where I just want to be an image and then make another image and have kind of whoever's following me or whatever, just, you know, this is like a comics metaphor, or it could be, but, you know, led through these images. But, you know, CF was able to maintain that image. Uh, and to some, I don't know if he still attempts to somewhat. But now, I'm there's one part I'm just having an own personal challenge with, and mm-hmm. um, maybe these aren't as grand as it can seem. Like, what's that? I just I'm trying to figure out how to put this right. Like, it's it's creating something really complex for, in reality, a pretty small audience. Oh, what, 2001? No, no, like, the identity stuff. Oh, um, yeah. You know, like, w- when you boil it down, th- there, there's there's a core group of interested folks, but in the, in the larger grand scheme of things, how, like, how much can really get out there? Mm-hmm. As, as far as viewership and as far as like engaging a wider mm. do you mean like what, like what's the potential of like kind of my friends and I and like entering the mainstream or something or mainstream or even like not necessarily mainstream I mean mainstream still is a challenging term in itself um <sighs> you know like or I don't yeah I mean being like Chris Ware or something, you know. I mean, it's, you know, like kind of like like beyond, <laughs> you know, circle of people beyond, you know, Shanti Collins reporting on it. Right. <laughs> do 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 people care that much? You know. Yeah, yeah. I guess that that's where I'm coming from. Like, um, in a lot I mean, of ways, think, yeah. A lot I mean, of comics is still very co- compartmentalized, and like, I'm talking to friends who who. This, this part of comics, you know, we're all t- geeks, toonies, whatever, um, but they won't necessarily care about this part at all. I mean, it's just not a place mm-hmm. they work in. You mean like all the, all the like the meta stuff or whatever? Not necessarily even the meta stuff. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I just went too far there. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's funny. Like, I mean, like you brought up Shanti Collins, and like lately when I think about like like, public readers, like, it's, like, it's, like, very small. Yeah. Like, of, like, whereas, like, on the other hand, there are a lot of, like, anonymous readers and purchasers and whatever of, you know, of all this stuff, but, and, and, and then sometimes they'll, like, you know, I'll get an email or something and they'll, like, reveal themselves, but it's, it's still different than public reading, which is kind of, the, I mean, if you think of someone's influence, you're, it, it, it's kind of like an aggregate of their public readers. Like I guess discussion is going on. I guess the challenge is there's no real quantitative um, principle to it. Hmm. Right. So I mean, really, it, like I can't answer that the the question. There there is no real answer. We don't know to what extent people are because. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's certain like benchmarks, like being published, say. But even that, it's like, I think the reality is like really different than I once thought it was. Or, you know, I mean, when you're dealing with small publishers, which is pretty much like almost all of comics. I mean, I, I, I guess really, I mean, I think about this kind of question, or what I think is the, I don't know, I mean. Um, is comics the best context? Should people kind of leave it for, and then just explore 
other contexts? Is it where it's still like investing effort into trying to reform it for yeah. those that aren't, you know, satisfied with it? Or is it better to just abandon it and set up shop elsewhere and hope you can, you know, gain audience there? Well, I mean, my my response, you know, as a my own interest in comics and like one mm -hmm. thing I've talked about with friends is the importance to challenge the medium like mm -hmm. you need like I was trying to someone's asking like how I could read say Brian Chippendale mm -hmm. and I'm like well I mean it's not easy except for if it if if it is easy to read but you know I sat down and read maggots yeah. wasn't easy I think I busted an yeah, eyeball like year, I, think. <laughs> I, I I read it in a day <laughs> Um, but the thing is, like, I think it's important to create work that challenges not only the creative um, techniques or creative tableau, creative milieu, but also to, to challenge the readership where a reader shouldn't be spoon-fed, you know? Like, mm -hmm. um, at one part, you know, and, and Art Spiegelman has done some good examples of this where... Mouse is one of the easiest comics to read specifically, but then why don't you go look at some of his stuff in short order comics or in that um, in the uh, Portrait of an Artist collection, the breakdown stuff, where it's very formalistic, incredibly formalistic, experimental, and not easy to read. It's a challenge. You gotta like sit with it and you gotta work with it and kind of see where he's coming to with all this different stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm attracted to both ends of that. Like, I think what I was saying, or trying to say with 2001 was that it's, like, trying to be the mouse kind of approach of just where it's, like, so easy to read that it's just kind of, it's not, it's just, it's it's almost, uh, I don't know, there's great potential for it, like, in, like, reaching audiences, et cetera, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then also to sort of, comics where it's almost like yeah you'd have to tell someone that you were thinking about comics or like working in a comics mindset when you were making it or they wouldn't necessarily connect it to comics or something yeah yeah I know maybe that's something we need to let go of the comics mindset and just make and create I don't know the whale I think is like a good example of something that's like so easy to read that it's just, uh, yeah, it seems in that way. I mean, where, where it kind of transcends comics by going through it, you know, transcending like a single kind of, I mean, I guess when I'm saying comics now, it's like, you know, the culture of it, the people that would be receptive to new releases in comics and like know what's going on, where, I mean, you know, I mean, like, I don't know, like, Aiden's stuff is, like, really popular on, like, Tumblr, where people don't even know it's her, mm -hmm. and they don't even care, <laughs> it seems, but it's just, like, it just reaches, like, a lot of people through just an immediate kind of imagery that doesn't, you know, rely on, like, a lot of, like, references to comics history or comics devices. Yeah. Yeah, it's very clean... It's it's pretty artwork. It's simple also, to like, read. Also, like it's like it seems like if you like like that David Mazzucchelli book, like I feel like it's kind of like that's like almost any book released today, like big comic book where it's like if it's going like it has like it's almost like pre-written that it has to sort of offer something to the medium. Yeah. Like I mean, maybe that's even I don't I mean. I don't. Maybe like maybe that's. There's an expectation of the creator. Like if Dave Mazzucchelli is going to put out a book, it has yeah. to. It has to do something. It can't just be, you know, ABC right. story. It's got to. It know. has to introduce like new gadgets that like others could use maybe, and like maybe a new perspective on how to, yeah, what comics are. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it has to have some sort of critique of. Comics. I, I think maybe that's like coming from like a fan perspective. Although I've been saying that so much today, 
but I don't know if that's true, where it's like, you have to like make a sacrifice almost for the medium, and then you can like say your thing. But then I think also it comes from like this increasing like context where comics people see themselves in relation to art, usually like with a lot of anxiety, um, and then kind of feel they have to say something about that, or that that anxiety often comes through the work. I think especially with a book like Astro's Pull Up. Um, there is something interesting where he is engaging current work. Like, I see some kind of contemporary lines between him and Dash Shaw in that book. Like, I, there, there's something where they're existing on the same plane. Yeah, totally. Um, and I think that bears importance of kind of looking at and seeing how that's working into his work. Oh, like him taking influence from Dash Shaw? I want to be careful using the term influence because I think, oh. I think, um, they're contemporary. The, the, yeah, it's it's a contemporary thing, and also like, there's something, there's a there, there there there's an idea there where folks create around each other, um, inspire, um, but also like there's some kind of like osmosis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah. and I have friends who are like that where it's like there's you know you could see how their work is kind of graded into it into other work among mm -hmm. say a peer group and like even like you and Aiden could be an example of that where there's you know there's definitely some some shared blood in there right? but you're not yeah. say, telling the same comics like there are very Aiden different comics the, the same flickers <laughs> I feel like it's interesting, like, I, like, I, I was thinking, like, I feel like maybe Jason Overby is, like, my closest thing, but I think, or, like, at least that's how I feel, but I think that's it's an interesting thing because it's completely not on, like, a, a visual aesthetic level. Yeah, I, I, to me, I look at a, at the work of Jason's, and he's in this whole other reality that's his own. <laughs> yeah, no, he totally is. It's, it's like, so, um, it's almost like looking if someone like ripped apart the comic characters and stuck them on the page like there's something I, I love his work I love looking at mm -hmm. it and just like mm -hmm. just looking at it just what what's yeah. he what's he done here where's yeah. how's he pieced this together and it's beautiful it's he's also someone that I think I relate to in the sense that he's constantly like I feel like like from the moment I first like read his work which was I read Jessica first and and contact him and eventually we started whatever but uh, like I always think I know what he's like his thing is or something like oh that's his thing that he does or like whatever and then like he'll like do something new that like doesn't do that and I'll feel really weird about it and I won't like it and then <laughs> but then he'll like I mean I, you know I mean in this constantly shifting kind of way where he he doesn't stand still he's constantly moving it's like he He's like his challenge is almost like keeping up with himself. Mm hmm Are you excited? Did, is this what excites you? Is surrounding yourself in folks that you can bounce off of creatively, um, but independently? Like. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am really, really interested in the idea of collaboration. Um, like, but it, I mean, I'm, there's a lot of room, I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, it's like making, it's like forming a relationship or something where there's like, you know, having babies together. It's like, there's a lot of room for like hurt and, and, and then just like ugly children, if you, you know. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, that was, that was funny. <laughs> I like that line. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I know, I know what you mean. Where like, yeah. it's like we're like Jason's so different in some ways for me, like just aesthetically or whatever. That it's it's like we're, it's easy to maintain a, an individual like feeling about myself when I go back to the drawing board or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm not, I don't have his like lines in my head when I like go back. It's more I have his ideas in my head. Yeah. And they can like sit around and 
do their own stuff. The spirit. Yeah. You have the the spirit of the work, but not the. But the, but I I do really like community. I mean that's and it's I mean yeah I think that's a big. I mean, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, partly like community has always been an image to me, and it still really is. I mean, people, you know, would talk about comets, comets as like kind of a a group, but it's really just people, mostly in different locations, um, mm-hmm. kind of writing, and then it appears on in the same space. You know, I mean. But uh, I still do like the image of community, and, and I mean, and I have problems with it and whatever. But that's that's something I. Uh, Did you have yeah. an expectation with comics, comics uh, when you started it? Um, you know, Jason started it. Like we'd talked about maybe doing something, and I'd tried to write something before. Um, something uh, I don't know, something I might agree with now or something else and then it was just kind of like suddenly there was the context there I had to make something for it like it seemed like I couldn't stand like a bare blog or something and then wait I'm sorry what was your question? Uh, just what you had in mind when you started it oh yeah um, yeah well I guess it's really Jason's thing, and then we just, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's kind of the individual thing again, where it's like, just both do whatever. At some point it became like, kind of like Young Lions, just about like, getting, being popular or something, but then like now I feel I'm in the opposite mode, where I just want, like, a space to kind of let, uh, yeah, I don't like, provide an example of, like, my idea of, like, what... Are you kind of uh, stepping back more from participation? Because, like, uh, you've kind of stepped away mm. from the anonymity personas. Well, I think it's being more anonymous, not releasing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I'm also attracted to people with... Uh, little web presence because it seems like you know there's a mystery there what's what yeah what, what is that person doing I, I, I think also I'm I've, I've been writing less on comments because uh, every time I do I feel this like catharsis like this weight's been taken off and I think if I, if I left that weight on me it would come out in other forms and not that a blog post is at all, like, undesirable as a form, but it might be more lasting to make a book out of it or something. Or yeah. Like, yeah, a chapter of a book. I hear you saying. Eventually, I mean, it, I mean, yeah. But I do really like words. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I have to say, yeah. <laughs> and then this is interesting because it's, um... I don't know, I feel like this this is like probably a very different side of myself in like audio or something. Like I don't know. Like imagine I sound like more vulnerable or something than people might think I am or something. Well, I mean you definitely come across in a different way when you're speaking than when you're writing. I mean when you're writing it's mm-hmm. very yeah. you know, you just put it out there. Yeah. Um, I think we're kind of at the end of our time slot here, sir. It's been a fine hour of discussion. Yeah, that's great. Um, thank you for taking the time to chat with me. To remind folks, uh, Young Lions is the book, and 2001 is the webcomic, for lack of a better term, and Blaze Larme is the guest. So thank thank you you so much, Blaze, and I look forward to seeing more stuff.